Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Nice to have your company here on Sports Day and fantastic to have Matty Clayton joining us here on the program. Freelance Formula One journalist and it's a pleasure to have you on the program, Matty. How are you going, mate? G'day, boys. Good to be back on. Uh, there's so much happening in the Formula One world. Now, let's first, if we can, start with uh, Red Bull being accused of breaking the rules to win Verstappen's title. Can you take us through this, please? Well, just when we thought the 2021 season hadn't finished, I mean, after all the controversy and everything that happened in Abu Dhabi last year, but uh, look, the sport's now operating under a salary cap for the first time. So each team is permitted to spend 145 million US dollars per team per season. I'll let that number sink in for a second. But Mm. uh, an investigation into the team's accounts for last year found that two teams, Aston Martin and Red Bull, had actually overspent or had breached the uh, regulations according to the salary cap. So Aston Martin's was more procedural. It was literally an accounting mistake. So uh, nothing too interesting there. But uh, Red Bull has been found to have made a minor breach of this budget cap. And a minor breach is up to 5% of an overspend of the cap. So I know 5% doesn't sound like much, but 5% of $145 million, my maths is right, is about seven and a bit million dollars, which when you think how much lap time maybe a million dollars overspend would buy you over the course of the season, it does raise some questions about what they were doing last year. I think the interesting thing here, boys, is that they've been clear, they've been found to have made a breach. What punishment that breach carries, I think, sends a really interesting message going forward for some of these teams, because if the punishment is light, then you can quite understandably see some of the other teams saying, well, for the for the punishment we're going to get, we're prepared to overspend. And that's not why this budget cap was brought in. It was brought in to try and bring a more even playing field to Formula One. And in its first season, it's caught out the World Championship last year. Yeah, US dollars, uh, there's some big money you're talking there. Uh, and it just it begs the question, as you said, what will the punishment be? And uh, is the speculation or certainly the, the talk that the world title in jeopardy, that would be a huge step to take. Yeah, it would be an step, probably a step too far, I would say. It is a inverted commas, minor breach. I, I could see them doing something along the lines of reducing the amount of testing time the team's allowed to have for a season or even the use of uh, things like wind tunnels where they develop these cars. But, of course, Formula One's not static, and this is where an overspend can have long-lasting ramifications. If Red Bull's spending that much money last year, then there's a knock-on effect to make last year's car better for this year and so on and so forth. So, like I said, I think it'll be really interesting. Of course, Ferrari and Mercedes were Red Bull's nearest rivals last year. They, quite on, you know, quite unsurprisingly, are pretty up in arms about this, and they're wondering to see what the punishment will be. Red Bull said they were surprised and disappointed with the decision, which is uh, interesting given that they had to submit the book to the sports governing body to be to be studied. So I can't see them stripping Verstappen of last year's championship or 
removing constructors' championship points or something like that. But I can see there being some sort of punishment that maybe will try and rein their development back in for future seasons. Right. Oh well, let's uh, reflect back now on the race on the weekend because. Uh We had a lot of uh, incidents and accidents, but uh, there was one that uh, particularly got up uh, the nose of uh, Pierre Gasly, uh, and and this is something that uh, was very, I think, obvious when you heard his comments after the race. Well, absolutely. I mean, the the race was held in absolutely atrocious conditions in Suzuka in Japan. There were some questions whether it would even start because the sheer amount of spray these cars throw up. If you're the first guy in the queue, then it's fine. You can see where you're going. If you're back in the mid-pack, you can barely see a thing. On the first lap of the race, Ferrari's Carlos Sainz crashed out and bought a piece of advertising signage back out into the middle of the track, which Gasly collected on the way through. So he's gone back into the pits, had the debris removed from his car, taken a fresh set of tyres, and, of course, roared around the track to catch up to the back of the field, not realising that there was a flatbed truck parked by the side of the circuit, which was retrieving the broken Ferrari of Carlos Sainz. Gasly reckons he missed the truck at north of 230 k's an hour by a couple of metres. And you think of the catastrophic consequences of contact with a stationary object with that weight. I think the reason the drivers were so furious about this, it was only as recently as 2014 when, in similar weather at the same track, a young Monegasque driver, Gil uh, Bianchi, crashed into a tractor that was retrieving a broken-down car on the side of the circuit. He ended up uh, dying the, the next year from head injuries, and it was never the same again. He was in a coma for several months. And this is something that you shouldn't need a death in a sport to have a rule change for the sake of common sense. The fact that something very similar could have happened only eight years later, you can see why the drivers were just in complete disbelief about this. And look, the FIA has announced a a full investigation into it, but what a recovery vehicle is doing on a live Grand Prix circuit when there's cars on it, just it just beggars belief, to be honest. Matt, tell us what Daniel Ricciardo is doing next year. It sounds like he's not going to be driving, but that's only from afar. We're hearing some headlines about that. Is that the case? Look, he won't be driving in Formula 1. He won't be racing in Formula 1, I should say, next season. There's still two seats that are unoccupied for next season with the backmarker teams with Haas and with Williams. He's not in contention for either of those. He wouldn't want them, and they're probably not ready for a driver of his pedigree. So he won't be on the grid in 2023, but what he's hoping... A lot of the seats become available for 2024, and there is some discussion that you may try and take a test driver role with Mercedes or really just sit out and see the landscape. And as much as not being on the grid certainly isn't great short-term for him, there is historical precedent here where drivers have come back in when a seat at a better team becomes available. Fernando Alonso has done this. Michael Schumacher did it in his career. So... He's still young enough, and I think he's still determined enough. He's only 33. He still wants to be in Formula 1, but not just to make up the numbers and not at any cost. So I think he's kind of biding his time, seeing what the landscape brings up for him next year. So, look, there's four races to go this season. It's putting a pause on his career for the short term, but uh, longer term, I think he'll be doing everything he can to get back in. I guess we'll just have to see where the seats shake out for him. Matt, pleasure having you on the show. Thank you very, very much for your time. Take care, mate. Thanks, boys. Good to chat. Matt Clayton, freelance Formula One journalist, joining us here on Sports Day. And we're here thanks to barbecues galore. Go to iCanWin.com.au to win a Ziggy by Ziggler and Brown barbecue this summer. We'll clear a commitment, come back on the other side. Josh Wise is going to join us, NFL expert. There's been so much action in the world of NFL too, both on and off the field. 
It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.